The whole Rashi is three words, and yet there's an entire Sicha on it, plus a very beautiful Yenishul Teira, and even a connection to Yutiskistav and Hanukkah. So, Eis Aleph. Parshas Vayeshev begins with Yesef HaTzadik and his dreams, the two dreams that he has and relates to his brothers, uh, the content of the dreams. So, one of the dreams is that the bundles of wheat representing the Shvatim, the brothers of Yosef, are bowing down to the bundle of wheat, which is Yosef's bundle. So, let's see it inside. On the Pasuk, behold, we are being Ma'almim Alumim. In the Sada, Pirish Rashi Rashi Taichas Rashi explains Ma'almim Alumim Kitargum Ma'asrin Asarin Ma'almim Alum. What does it mean? It means like the Targum tells us Ma'asrin Asarin tying knots. What kind of knots? Omrin bundles or sheaves that Ma'almim Alum means we are tying together bundles of wheat. V'chein and Rashi brings two rayas that Alumim could mean bundles. This is in the end of, kap- of Kapitel of Shira Mailis that we say uh, before benching on days that there's no Tachnon. He's going to come with Rina, with joy, with song, the one who carries the bundles. We will come over the Mishnah, then Ashi brings a second ayah from the Mishnah. This is a Mishnah in Bab Metziah about uh, lost objects. What you have to be done, what has to be done with them if there's a simon. Then, if there's no simon, then you can keep it. But if there's a simon, then you have to find the owner. So it says the Mishnah of Aluma is, and a person finds bundles of wheat. He has to go to the place and announce that he found it to give a chance to the owner to come claim it. So over there also it says bundles of wheat. So we see that the word Alumaisav or Alumais or in this pasuk Alumim means bundle of bundles of wheat. What's Rashi coming to tell us? The Pashtus Nidis Kavanasis on Rashi simply seems to be the intent of Rashi. The student, the Menchamish Lamikra, has never yet encountered the words in Chumish. So if he wants to know what does it mean, what means Ma'alim Alumim? So the Rashi brings from the Targum, the words Ma'alim Alumim literally means tying knots. And then Rashi adds, what kind of knots are they, were they tying? She explains that Alumim means bundles of wheat. As we see from the Rayas, either the word Naisi Alumaisav or Alumais Noitilumachris, which are the proofs that Rashi brought from Tehillim and from the Mishnah, that, um, that uh, Alumim means bundles. So, so what we learn from Rashi is that the case your Ben Chamesh Lemikra didn't know what these words mean. Ma'alm Alumim in our Pasuk means Kaishrim. Kshorim shall shibolim tying uh, uh, knots or ties or bundles of wheat stalks, which are omrin, which are sheaves, bundles. The Tzadok Lavin, on this understanding of Rashi, if all Rashi is coming to tell us is that 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 ma'alum alumin means tying knots, and what kind of knots? Sheaves 
On this, you would end up with five questions. And many of these questions will be familiar to you because the Rebbe has taught us the rules of how to understand the Rashi, how to learn the Rashi. And based on these rules, the questions are, some of them at least, are obvious. Aleph. It is the way of Rashi in most places to just write Kitargumai, to reference the Targum, the Aramaic translation, without actually quoting the words of the Targum. And he relies on the learner that he'll go by himself and he'll look it up in the Targum. As most Chumashim that are printed certainly. Uh, today, I don't know if in the times of Rashi it was like that, but they actually have the Targum in, on the page of the Chumash. And even if not, the, the, the Targum is a, a Pirush on the Chumash. So let the, 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 the Loimid, let the learner go look it up himself. The Lama Maitik Rashi Khan Gamlosh Targum. So we have to understand why does Rashi quote the actual words of the Targum. And in four star, in Ha'ara, four star, he references the Sikha that we learned a couple of weeks ago in Parshas Vayetz, Parshas Teldes, Ufarinu Ba'aretz. And Rashi says, Venefush Ba'ara. And the Rebbe asked the same question. Why does Rashi quote the Loshan Ha'targum? Question base. Piru Shahem Shech Ba'am Malumim Kitargum Ma'asin Asarin. There's two things happening in this Rashi. One is when he puts the words together, he's giving you the context. The context of the Pasuk is that they were making bundles. And then he has the word alumim. The literal translation of alumim is bundles. So seemingly, Rashi should have separated the two into two separate Rashis. One Rashi to explain the context of what's going on, and another Rashi to explain the taich of the word alumim. In order five, he references chumish bereishis by, by the very beginning, toyu vavoyu. So first, the Rashi explains what toyu vavoyu means together, together what, 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 what was going on in the world, and then he explains the word toyu, and he explains the word vayu. So seemingly over here, ma'alim alumim, in the context of the Pasik. And alumim in the literal translation of the word should have been in two separate Rashis, seemingly. In other words, according to the way we understood this Rashi so far, there's one thing that he's telling us what they were doing, and another thing he's telling us what the word alumim means. In that case, there should have been in two separate Rashis. Gimel. Kimidubar Kamapamim. As we have learned many times, maybe Rashi Bez Rais, Makam Shirayachas, Levadin, Amaspekas, Rashi only brings two Rais in the case where one day would be insufficient, when there's a problem, there's a question on one of the proofs, therefore we need a second proof. In our case, seemingly, the, the proof from the, from the Pasuk, is a sufficient Raya, there's a word, it means a bundle. So why can't we use that as, as a full Raya, full proof, to our Pasuk, especially since the second Raya is coming from the Mishnah and not from Tanakh. And we're really trying to prove the word in the Torah. So we have to translate it according to Torah. So the Mishnah is not even such a strong proof. Question Dalit. Why does Rashi have the word Noisei? Should have said Alumaisav from the Tilim, Alumaisav. And even if you're going to say that the word Noisei is to reference which Pasuk it is, he could have said Betahilim. There's not many times, maybe I think only once, this is the, where it uses the word Alumaisav and Tehilim. 
So who needs the word noise? And hey, the fifth question. The same question, Dalit, we're going to ask him question, hey, on the, on the, Mishnah, on the Raya from the Mishnah. Why include the words Neitelumachris? You could have just said the word of Alumais, which is mentioned in Baba Metziah without saying the words Neitelumachris. And the words of Rashi are precise. Every, there's not an extra letter and there's not a missing letter. So if Rashi is bringing an extra word, if that word's either or Neitelumachris, there must be a, a lesson or there must be. It must be part of the raya, and the question is, how is that? What is the addition of these words, noise or neitelumachris? So we have five questions. Number one, why does Rashi quote the Targum? Number two, why does he have ma'almim alumim and amorim in, two se- in, in, in the same Rashi, not in two separate Rashis? Why do we need two rayas, and why do we have to mention the word noise and the word neitelumachris, and not just say the word alumaisav or v'ha'alumais? He's going to answer the question. There's one Nikuda over here that leads to the whole answer, and that is, is that Rashi needs for alumim to mean wheat, because Rashi wants the mosh, the, the, the cholim, the dream, and the explanation of the dream to be consistent. And it, the wheat is what connects the dream of Yosef and the outcome of the dream much later on when the brothers actually bow down to Yosef. So he says like this, Rashi's intent of here is not just to tell me that Ma'am means tying knots. Like we thought it was in the beginning of Ois Aleph that that was the Pshat. The main intent of Rashi here is to tell me that alumim means bundles or sheaves of wheat. What, to explain why is this so important. The chalom of Yosef, the dream of Yosef, was just like it said about Paroi. Like Yosef himself said later on to Paroi that that which Hashem is about to do, He is notifying you via the dream. The dream is words of prophecy and telling the future. That his brothers are going to bow down to him in the future as their bundles bow down to his bundle. Therefore, when Yosef told over his dream, take it from His brothers right away said to him, Are you going to be king over us? So we see that that was the content of the dream. That Yosef was telling them that a time is going to come that they are going to bow down to him because he's going to rule over them. And therefore, the Pasik says that his father was watching out for this mamtinu mitzapim masayava. He was waiting to see when. It's actually going to happen. Now, please move on. So if the dream is not just a dream, but it's actually here to tell us what was going to happen in the future, we understand that the details in the dream have to be consistent with the details of the event that the dream is telling us about. And therefore Rashi tells us that that alumim means bundles of wheat. Meaning to tell us that also the detail that it was bundles of wheat is, is important. Is, uh, uh, um, 
Mechuvan means to say that it is uh, consistent. And follows the actual event that actually happened. In other words, Rashi wants to tell us that alumim doesn't just mean bundles. Alumim doesn't just mean knots. Alumim means specifically bundles of wheat. Because that way, the dream is consistent with the event that followed. Because the fact that they were in the dream, the fact that they were uh, uh, tying bundles of wheat is exact, is precise. Why? Because tells us that how was the dream fulfilled? Because there was a famine in Eretz Canaan. And the brothers of Yosef descended to Mitzrayim to collect grain. And since Yosef was the ruler, that was providing the wheat or the grain, from the bundles of wheat from the sheaves of Egypt. So the brothers came to Yosef, they bowed to him, and they purchased the tvua, the grain, from him. And based on this, the dream, the words of the dream or the content of the dream that symbolized the bowing down of Yosef's brothers to him, Work, it, 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 it's it's consistent, it works together. The fact that it was specifically grain of wheat, grains of wheat. That Yasef's bundle of wheat stood up to the brothers. And the brothers' bundles bowed down to his bundle. Because since in, re, in real life, in the actual story, it was the wheat, it was the grain that brought them to, to Yasef. And that's why they bowed down to Yasef because they wanted grain from him. This, the same thing is in the dream. The, the, the bowing down came while or because they were bundling wheat. Oh. So it comes out that Rashi, to Rashi, it's very important that we know that, uh, that the, the alumim is wheat. It's bundles of wheat because that's how the dream and the story that it, that it represents are consistent with each other. Now that we have this new understanding, that Rashi's ultimate goal is to make the dream and the following event consistent. And therefore, we must be talking about wheat. That Rashi begins, he begins the Rashi with explaining as the Targum and also why he quotes the actual words of the Targum, that Ma'asana said and they were tying knots. Why? In other words, why does Rashi have to explain it? And why does Rashi have to quote the Targum? Ma'alum alumim explains, the words Ma'alum alumim, Tirgeim betargum Yerushalmi mekarchin krichan. In other words, in the Chumash, at least the Chumash that we have printed, we have Targum Unkelos. But it's not the only Targum, it's not the only translation into Aramaic. There's another translation into Aramaic called Targum Yerushalmi. And the Targum Yerushalmi translates Ma'amalumim Mekarchin Krichan. What does it mean Mekarchin Krichan? It's just a Seidel based Pirushim. Mekarchin Krichan could mean two things. It consists of two different ways of understanding it. Aleph Kshira. One, that it means tying, just like Ma'asrin Asarin. That it means he was tying them. 
Or kricha. It could also mean wrapping. Wrapping something like a kairich sandwich where you wrap the Pesach matzah mara together. Vihine. Lepirish Rashi Shaksharim Krichon Hayu Shoshibalim. According to Rashi, that the Ksharim, the, the, the knots that were being made here were, were grains of wheat, which according to the Talgum Yerushalmi is Krichon, but Rashi holds that it's wheat. Move on Shapirish Ma'almim, Hainu Kaishrim, Shari Bishvil Bishibalim, Lishayah Kokach Kricha. You don't do wrapping when it comes to bundles of wheat. There's not, there's no, there's no um, stalks of wheat that are just these skinny little things that you can't wrap them uh, uh, to, to, to each other. What do you do to them? You bundle, you tie them together so that they shouldn't blow away in the wind. So if Rashi holds that the, that, that the brothers were tying, were bundling wheat, then it must be tying and not wrapping. And that's why Rashi quotes the Targum Unculus to emphasize that over here it doesn't mean wrapping, it means tying. And because it means tying, it could mean bundles of wheat. But if Rashi would have just written the Kitar Gumei, which would include also Targum Yerushalmi, then one might have made the mistake as mentioned earlier. You would think that means they were wrapping things together. And then it would be hard to explain that it's talking about wheat. Since that we just explained uh, in the previous ois that according to Pesut Mikra, this must be talking about bundles of wheat. Because only if it means wheat do the, does this detail of the dream fit with the details of the events that came later. And if Rashi specifies and prefaces to explain that the words like the unculus is pshat that it means tying knots. So now it makes a lot of sense. Rashi, Rashi must stick with the idea of tying and therefore he introduces targum unculus to tell me that it means ma'asin asarin and not makarachin krichan. Uli'idach conversely and since so he uses the targum unculus because that's how he can get omrin alumim to mean wheat and since he's using the targum unculus to get to there therefore he includes the targum unculus in the same rashi if you remember our second question was why are there two separate rashis if one is the context and one is a taich of the word, but over here the taich of the word is dependent on the context. Because he wants it to be wheat, therefore he needs targum unculus, and be, not targum Yerushalmi, and because he has the targum unculus, therefore it could mean wheat. And therefore, I'll say it again, the fact what compels Rashi, to say, to, to touch these words like the Targum Unculus, specifically, and not the Targum Yerushalmi, is because he wants the alumim to mean bundles of wheat. 
they come in the same Rashi because they are dependent on each other. Even though generally context and word taichin would be kept separately, but over here the word taich is based on the context. On the context, the way we taich the context is because of the word taich that we're leading to. Therefore, we have. Therefore, Rashi places them in the same dibur hamask. So we've answered our first two questions. We know what's bothering Rashi. We know what Rashi is trying to accomplish, and Rashi tried to accomplish that she, that alumin means bundles of wheat, amarin, which means bundles of wheat, because he wants it to mean he wants it to be consistent with the story that actually happened. And Rashi puts it into the same puts the two things in the same dibramaskil because they are interconnected. What compels Rashi to say to use the targumunculus is the fact that alumim means omnim. However, we see that Rashi brings two rayas to this because there still remain some questions that need to be answered that will be answered based on the rayas, the proofs that Rashi brings in his Pirush. We still have to understand. From the Pirush Atargum, we understand that Alumim means knots. Because Ma'almim, Alumim is the same shadish, it sounds like the same word. So if, if Alumim, if Ma'almim means to tie, then Alumim means knots. It's obvious that way because the two words come from the same shayrish. And in that case, means tying knots. does not mean tying bundles. In, in the pshat, meaning to say what actually was it, there was bundles. But in the translation of the word, alumin means knots. means to tie and alumin means knots. And even though we want to say that it means bundles of wheat, because that way the dream will be consistent with all of its details. But there's no remez in the fact that alumim is bundles of wheat. In other words, we want alumim to be bundles of wheat, and therefore we're using targumunculus. But still, once we understand from Targum Unkulus that Ma'alm Alum means tying knots, how do we get from there to know that Alum means bundles of wheat? In other words, there's, there's, we, we might know that because of the dream, but how do we actually know that from the word Ma'alm Alum? The Farashi has to bring proofs from other places that, that Alum means bundles of wheat. The alum kayal shibolim, and that is why when Rashi brings the pasuk noisi alum oisav to bring a proof that alum means bundles. Mighty gama teva the noisi alum oisav. He also includes the word noisi. Shemizemuchach she aluma kayal shibolim. From the word noisi, that's how we know that aluma means a bundle of wheat. Shadayin lema noisi kshadim. You can't say he's tying. He's carrying knots. Carrying sounds like you gotta pick it up, you gotta hold it, you gotta carry it on your shoulder, however you carry it. To carry a knot, it, there's, there's nothing to carry. You can hold it, you can, you can make it, but you can't really carry a knot. So from the fact that the Pasuk says, you're carrying something, this is how the Pasuk, this is how Rashi proves to you that there's something here more than a knot. What is it? A bundle of wheat. However, the Ein Rashi mistapik with Dukmizu. But Rashi does not suffice with this example. 
Over there in Tehillim, you could explain, if not smoothly, but at least you could explain, that Alumais means nuts. And it's referring to the sacks, tied sacks, that, are, that contain the seeds or the kernels after they went through the threshing floor. We're not talking about bundles of wheat. In other words, from our Pasik Ma'alan Alumin, we know that you're tying knots. Okay? From Noisei Alumaisav, it could mean that you were, they were tying sacks of, of kernels, or sacks of, of, of seeds. So the fact that it says Noisei could maybe because it was carrying a sack. But how do I know from that Pasik that Alumaisav means bundles of wheat? So that I could apply it to Ma'alan Alumim. That's where Rashi brings another dogma from the Mishnah. Mishnah says that bundles have to be announced, meaning to say they have to be returned to their owner. They caved them because of their weight. They remain in their place. And they don't roll around from place to place. And since Mokim is a simon, the Gemara over there is discussing whether the location of the lost object is considered a simon. Can you say it was on? The, it was I left it in this in this place, and that is a sufficient simon, even though it's not a simon on the actual object. But since, according to this Mishnah, or this Mishnah is being used as a proof that Mokim is a simon, therefore the din is that you have to return it to the owner and announce it until you can find the owner. So from the fact that it says This is a proof That alumis are bundles of wheat Which is a very heavy thing That doesn't roll around And another 23 story points out That if he was talking about a sack of wheat Sack of seeds then you wouldn't need Mokim have a simon. It wouldn't be a raya that Mokim is a simon. Because on a, on, a, on a sack, there's the color of the sack, there's the size of the sack, there is how the sack was knotted, the, 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 uh, the, the, the knot that was on the sack. So if it was a sack of wheat, of, of, of kernels, then, then it wouldn't be, it wouldn't apply to Mokim have a simon. Why are we using it as Makim Havasimin? As to bring a proof that the place is a simon because we're talking about a big bundle. A bundle that, that, that does not roll around. Definitive rulings. Certainly, when learning and teaching these Allahs, the Tana is careful to teach in a very clear style. Because in the Mishnah and beyond, the halacha is much more explicit and clear than it is in Teresh Biksav. So obviously, when he says Alumaisav, it's a very clear, it's a word that it's clear, its meaning is clearly understood to the person learning. And what is the most basic way of understanding something that's tied and heavy? A bundle of wheat. So now, second ayah, in the Pasuk, we could have said that it means a sack. But in the Pasuk of 
in the Mishnah in Bab Metziah, where he's talking about Mokim Avasimen, and he uses the word Va'alumah, that you have to return it because it didn't move around. Obviously, it's a heavy bundle, not stam, you know, a few little things. It's obviously a heavy bundle, which is Amrin. So, so for if, you, if, if the Rashi, if the, if the Pasuk in Tehillim is not enough, you have a Mishnah. And Mishnah always speaks very, very clear because it's a halacha. When it comes to a ruling, you have to speak directly and clearly and in a way that's understood to the learner. So if he, said, if he uses the word Alamaisav, clearly it means a bundle of wheat. So a second, sorry, so that answers our questions why he says because he wants to tell us that it's something that you're carrying why he says because it's from the fact that you're and the fact that it is something that you need to give back to its owner because is how you know that you're talking about something that's, that's heavy that's going to stay in its place that's how you know that means a bundle of wheat the last question that we, that, that we didn't answer yet which was the question Gimel in the first ice is why are there two Pirushim why does Rashi bring two even though in a certain sense the mission is a better ayah because it's much clearer you can't really learn it in any other way other than bundle of wheat and in the Pasuk you could have learned it in two ways nevertheless Ashi does not suffice with the Mishnah because someone might come and say that the Lashon of Teire is different than Lashon of Chachamim and the way the Chachamim spoke was not exactly a proof to the words of Teire Therefore, you need to have a raya from the contrary, that's the main raya, the primary raya is from the Pasik, because that's the same lashon of lashon of, lashon of teda. Therefore, it comes first. But in case you're going to ask on that maybe it means a sack a, a sack of seeds, he says, Don't worry, I have a Mishnah as a secondary raya that alumaisav means bundles, sheaves of wheat. And with this, we understand our Rashi. We understand why Rashi uh, 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 touches this, because he wants to tell us that it means wheat, because he wants the dream to be consistent with the events that follow the dream or that, or that are represented in the dream. And why Rashi brings them in the same Rashi, because the, the understanding of the context and the understanding of the word are dependent one on another. Why Rashi brings the Rayas, because Rashi wants to tell you it's not just Mekishim you're tying a knot. But what kind of knot you're tying, it has to tell us that it's wheat. And the raya that it's wheat is either from Lashon of Tehillim, and the fact that you're carrying it tells me that it's not just a knot, but it's something more than that. And then there's a Mishnah, a secondary raya, that you have to announce and return the bundles because the place where you find them is a simon because they're heavy and tied and uh, they won't move from place to place. And therefore the mokim, the place where they were found, is a simon, and therefore the, it could be used to return it to the owner. With this we're going to go to Yenah Shaltera. The Yenah Shaltera is very gishmak because it's not just a general heira, but it's going to go through some of the details of the Rashi and of the Pasik and use them as to build up the full lesson that we could take from this Rashi. Yenah Shaltera with Rashi. That the Aveda of of making these bundles of wheat in Ruchnius on a spiritual level, he is to be mevarer to elevate the Nitsutsin, the sparks. 
Chassidus explains that the world that we are in is called the Olam HaTikun, the rectified world. Before Olam HaTikun, there was Olam HaToyu, the world of, literally Toyu would mean chaos, or of uh, non-rectification. And the way it's described in Chassidus and Kabbalah is that there was the, the, the world, the Olam HaToyu, there was a ribu of air, there was a lot, a lot of godly light or godly energy. But the kalim, the vessels to contain the light were too small. For example, if you were to take a very, very uh, a, a bulb, light bulb with a very high wattage, and twist it into a light to a light to a socket, a very low 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 wattage. Let's say it's a three hundred watt bulb. I guess before we had LEDs and fluorescence, there was a uh, you know an incandescent bulb that was three hundred watts, and you turned it, twisted it into a socket that was has twenty five watts or forty watts maximum. What can happen when you turn the switch on is the bulb is going to burst. It's going to it's going to pop. Because there's, there's too much energy and, the, and the, the socket can't contain it. That's what happened, at least in a, in a metaphorical way, in the Elam Atayu, the air was a ribu of air, there was a lot of air, and the kalim couldn't contain it, and therefore the air exploded. And what happened to the, to, to, to the pieces, to the shards? They came down into this world. Each of these pieces, which are called the Nitzutzes, the sparks of Kedusha, contain a very, very great amount of godly light, godly energy. The problem is that because they are separated from each other, they are, each one is by itself, it doesn't have the power to do anything, to accomplish anything, because it's by itself. So like the expression, the mountains of separation. Every single one of these Nitzutzes is separated from the other one. And our Avaida, the Avaida of a Yid in this world, is to collect these Nitzutzes, these sparks, and to elevate them, to be re-included, reunited with Malchus Da'atzilus. Malchus Da'atzilus is the lowest level of Atzilus, which is the mocker of Biyah, and of all of the Elim, the, 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 the worlds that we, uh, that we are in. By bringing them all back, to Malchus Ta'atzilus, then they become unified as one. Because they were included, they were, they're being uh, gathered into Achtos Hashem. Malchus Ta'atzilus is part of the oneness of Hashem. And when you collect these Nitzutzes and you bring them all together in Malchus Ta'atzilus, what you're doing for them, for the Nitzutzes, is you're unifying them with each other and therefore with the oneness of Hashem and therefore they could now uh, uh, continue to do what they're meant to do. So Tereir explains that that's the idea of Ma'alum Just like uh, uh, making bundles of wheat, you have to go into the field and collect wheat stalks and you bring them all together and you tie them into one bundle. So too the wheat stalks represent the Nitzitzes or the Nitzitzes the sparks, and bundling them together represents bringing them in to Malchus Tatsilis and you, reuniting them with each other and with Hashem. And then he says something else. This is very important. I mean, everything is important. This idea of, of refining and elevating the Nitzutzes, the sparks, and bringing them together as one into the Achtos Hashem, into the oneness of Hashem, who gam bibchinas haneshamis kamevur b'tereir. Tereir says that this this falling out, so to speak, the shudas akel and the breaking of the vessels that occurred in Elam Atayu, it affected not just 
the nitzutzes, it affected neshamos, it affected malachim, and here he's focusing on the neshamos that there are neshamos, there are people that are that that that, that have to be found and collected and brought back and elevated to Malchus Tetzilus. So it's not just about collecting, he's going, to, he's going to elaborate in a moment, but it's not just about collecting sparks through doing mitzvahs and so on and so forth, it's also about collecting people. And those neshamis that are struggling because they are from Elim Atayu and they're lost, so to speak, or they're alone in this world, they have to be brought back in as well. So, number one, to understand the Yenus Shalteda of this Rashi, we have to understand that the Aveda of Ma'alma Lumen for us today is to collect the Nitzutzes of Kedusha that are dispersed throughout Elam Hazed, the world that we live in, and to be Ma'ala them to Kedusha and to reunite them with Achtos Hashem. Where do we do this? Where do we accomplish this? Where do we find these Nitzutzes? Ma'alma Lumen Kipsute Naseb where do you where do you collect the uh, the bundles of wheat in the field? And you need to have a special focus. Lots say special involvement. Lots say Salasada to go out into the field. is the place where the wheat stalks are, are spread out. get involved into tying them and binding them together. And this is a lesson to us in our Aveda Sabirudim, our Aveda of, of being Mavara, the world of cleansing and refining and elevating the world. In addition to the person's Aveda, to collect all the sparks that are dispersed within him, that they should become one with Achtos Hashem. When a person does a mitzvah and it uses a davar gashmi, tzitzis mitzemer gashmi, tefillin miklav gashmi, wool, physical wool or physical skins, he's taking the sparks that are in those physical items, objects, and he's elevating them to kedusha. So, in addition to elevating your the nitzutzes that are the sparks that are spread out by the person, a person has to go out of his comfort zone of his dwelling place into the field and get involved over there in the field in the Aveda of collecting bundles to collect the sparks that are spread out in the world in other words not just you have to in my own chalki my own portion of the world my own home my own life do I have to collect the nitzutzes and bring them back to Achtos Hashem I have to go outside of my house. I have to go into the southern, into the field, and collect there. And this means to be to get involved with helping another yid. To go out of his own daladames, out of his own uh, 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 literally four cubits, but out of his own space. To those that are still. In uh, Chutzah, in the outside world, to help them do tshuva, to bring them back with tshuva, to bring them closer to the Aveda of Hashem, to serving Hashem and to the Abishar's and to the luminary, to the light within Teda, which is the tree of life. So Ma'awa Aluma means number one, to collect the sparks. But it doesn't just mean to collect the sparks. It also means to collect people. 
that those people that are not that, that are still in the chutzah, that they have not yet been drawn in to the, to the world, to the Abishtah and to his Teda and to Chsidis, then that, 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 that's the job of Ma'alim Alumim. Go out and bring them and, and, and bring back the Yidin to the Abishtah. And this is why, or this is what, the, 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 the custom of the Rabbeim to send Shluchim to various places, even places that are very distant in the world. And in other 36, he references the Sikha of last week, Vayishlach, Yutas Kislev, that this, the Rochik is only Begasmi, the distance is physical, but spiritually they are, the Shluchim are connected to the Mishaleach, and they know that even when they're in the Chutzah, they're only there to fulfill the, the, the mission of the Mishaleach. And therefore everything that they do and everything that they're involved in keeps them connected to the Mishaleach. So the Rabbeim would send out the Shluchim, the Kabbits and Nitzutzis and Mefuzarim Sham, to collect the sparks that are dispersed over there. And to spread and to reveal over there the wellsprings of Chassidus. So that's the idea of Ma'am Alumim. Now comes the Rashi. Where is the Yenus Al-Tayda? Mephadish Rashi Rashi explains, Ma'abim Alumim Kitargumim Ma'asin Asadin. Now this is like the Targum says, you're tying nuts. Umelam Deinu and Rashi teaches us, the Aveda Bebeder Valos and Itzutzes. This Aveda of refining and elevating these sparks, Tzricha Liyez Be'efin Shul Ma'asin Asadin has to be in a way of tying nuts. La'aleisan to elevate them. That they should be bound, connected to their source. Not just as a wrap that you can put something around, but it's not tight and it could fall apart. But it should be a permanent knot. In other 38, he points out from the Kutte Levi Yitzchak from the Rebbe's father that the words Ma'alim Alumim, it comes from the words Alim, which means strong. You know, there's an expression called the Alim Gvar. Whoever is stronger will, will win, will be victorious. Alim means strong. Almim Alumim means a knot that's a very strong knot. So it's not enough to have a wrap. Or a, a, it has to be a permanent knot. That his effect on the other person should be in a way that he should become connected. That he should be bound to the serving Hashem with strength and a strong bond. The ruach of shtus, of folly, of narishkeit that's in the person. And all of the winds that are blowing in the world should not disconnect him or disengage him. In the way of in other words, when you have the effect on a yid, that you want to be makarivim to yiddishkeit or to the yibishter, it has to be ma'asin asorin. It has to be a knot, a bond, a, a something that is tight, that nothing can break it. And what's the advice, the proper advice for this? How do you bind this person to the Abishter in a way that it should never be disconnected? That's what Ashi continues after saying ma'asin asorin. He says amorin. Bundles of wheat, wheat stalks. In order to make sure that the bundles that are being tied should be an everlasting, a permanent bond, the knot, the, the, the knot has to be made up of the bundle, the bundle that is has to be made up 
of wheat stalks. Should be a Wheat stalks have the ability, if you plant them back into the ground, to reproduce. If you remember, there was a svara, which is why Rashi had to bring the Mishnah, the Raya from the Mishnah, and didn't suffice for the Mishnah with the Raya from Nesayal Lomaisov, because maybe it means a sack of seeds. So he says it can't mean a sack of seeds, because a sack of seeds is already after it was uh, threshed, and it's ready to go into the grinder, and if you put it into the ground, nothing's going to happen. But Shibolin, wheat stalks, could still reproduce. So if you want to teach someone, you want to be makad of someone in a way that it should be a kesesh l'kayama, you have to give him the power to reproduce. He should have an impact on the other person that the other person should become, literally it means wet enough to make something else wet. In other words, it should be alive enough, connected enough that he could connect another person. But that person that you just draw, drew them in, to the bond with the Abishter, they too should be able to go out and affect their circle of influence and bring them closer to Avedis Hashem. And that's how you could be guaranteed that his Avedis of being of this Neshama will be permanent, will, be, will, 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 will last. Because you gave him or her the power to reproduce, spiritually speaking. Messiah and Ba Pasik, and then the Pasik ends. So uh, we, we we've learned so far that Ma'am Alum means Birur. Birur means into the world and into people. You have to be Mikad of the, the people that are in the Chutzah. And how do you do that by Ma'am Alum? By giving them a Kesher, an everlasting permanent bond. And how do you make sure that the bond is permanent? By giving them enough that they could have an effect on someone else. And once they could affect someone else, this means that it's strong enough by them that it's forever. But there's one more prat in the Pasik. And now all of your bundles surrounded me and bowed down to my bundle. The ultimate completion of his Aveda to affect another person. If he brings that bundle, that kesher, he brings him to Yisvat Sadik, who has shalut b'chalat Mitzrayim, who is in control of the whole Mitzrayim, Messiah Day, the Nasi of the day, the Rebbe, Lifel Sheyir be'Aishtachavoyev, the Bittul Nasi, to affect and influence that person. Not only are you bringing him to your Chabad house, not only are you bringing him to uh, become your Mekurev, but you're bringing him to the Rebbe. B'Shas, you find a a a a a that needs ma'al malumim, that needs to be bundled in, that needs to be tied in to tato mitzvahs. You have to bring them in, and you have to be makad of them, and you have to give them a keshash like a yama and an eifin that they can affect other people. But it is still incomplete, your, your, your avoid is incomplete until you bring that nitzvah, until you bring that neshama to the Rebbe, to Yisuf HaTzadik, the Nasi Adel. And when you accomplish in that person, to bow down, and a total bitul, a total dedication and ibigegebenkeit to the nasi, that is the ultimate ma'am malumim. That's the shleimus aveda, the complete aveda of being makariv another yid. That's the yenus al on this rashi.
and this Pasuk. Now, everything is Bashiach HaPratis. So, the, there's one more ice or two more ice. There's one more ice that connects this Sicha with Yutus Kislev and Chanak. It's been spoken many times that the day of Shabbos is connected to the days before Shabbos. Because you eat on Shabbos what you worked on before Shabbos. So Shabbos is a culmination of everything you tried to accomplish during the week. Shabbos is also connected to the following week. Like we know Shabbos, my name is Baruchan Kulu Yemen, that all of the days of the week are blessed by Shabbos. So the day of Shabbos, it connects and brings together the week before, the days of the week before Shabbos and the days of the week after Shabbos. Many years, Parshas Vayeshev, Shabbos Vayeshev comes out on the Shabbos between Yutas Kislev and Hanukkah, as it was in the year that this Sikha was published for the first time, which was Tavshin Lama Dalid, 1973. As we know, and this is something that the Rebbe mentions many times, that the Parsha is connected to the time of the year that it's being read. It's understood that this Heirah, this lesson in the Parsha, is directly connected to Yutas Kislev and directly connected to Chanukah. So to understand that this lesson that we're learning from Ma'al Malumim, the effort that must be made to collect the Nitzutzes that are spread out in the Chutzah, especially to get involved in the Chutzah and bring them back to the Yebishter with Tshuva, it's a common theme in both Yutas Kislev and Chanukah. One of the primary things that the Alter Rebbe was involved in with a very extra special effort, was making Balei Tshuva. There's a Sikha in the Kuti Diburim where it says, the Friedrich Rebbe says, the Rebbe, meaning the Alter Rebbe, had gemacht tuizenter chsidim, the Alter Rebbe made thousands of Hasidim and many thousands Balei Tshuva. As we know, what the Alter Rebbe said to his son, the, Alter, the Mittler Rebbe, with regards to his dream. It's very fascinating. It's the same Sikha in the Kutit Diburim, where the, the Mittler Rebbe had a dream. And the dream, is very briefly, in the dream, he saw... A, 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 a river, a river that was, 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 the water was running, but very calmly. And then he saw two people, one was short and one was tall. The one who was tall had a, like a, 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 a the, his foot was a little fatter, than, one foot was fatter than the other foot. There were two other people in the distance, but he didn't, he couldn't see what they looked like. And then the Alter Rebbe came over to the two people by the river, and the short one said to the tall one, there was a go onto the plank to cross the to cross the river, and as he went onto the plank, the river the the, uh, the plank kept on d- dipping into the water and lifting back up until the short one said to the tall one, "Come off of the off of the uh, the plank of wood." Then there was another river. This one was a lot of waves, and it was a, a rushing river, 
and very colorful. And this time, the short one said to the Alter Rebbe, go on the plank of wood. And he went onto the plank of wood and he crossed over the river and he thought he was going to stay there. And then the short one signaled to him to come back and the Mittler Rebbe woke up. Mittler Rebbe came to the Alter Rebbe and he told him the dream and Alter Rebbe told him to go daven first. And he davened, usually you would daven with big simcha, this time he davened with a lot of, with a lot of uh, uh, tears. The end is, the Alter Rebbe tells him that the two people, the short and the tall, the short one was the Baal Shem Tev, and the tall one was the Magid, and the Magid had some foot pain, which is why his foot looked a little different. And he said at the first river, he told him, told the Magid to try to cross, because, referring to the fact that the teachings of the Talmidei Magid you could be, the Hebrew word is tzalalu, tzalalu. And Friedrich Rebbe says that there's many different ways to understand tzalalu, but I'm just repeating what it says. I'm repeating what it says, and you can go figure out what it means yourself. Um, I'm not going to suggest what it, what, I, what, what it may mean, because Friedrich Rebbe said, you know, it's In the second river that they went, the, 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 uh, the Alter Rebbe, the, the, the Baal Shem Tev told the Alter Rebbe, you, can, you go over the plank because the, the waves, the water, are the tears of, the, of tshuva that the Alter Rebbe accomplished uh, by the Balei Tshuva. So when he, when, when he told over the story to the, to, the, to, to the Mittler Rebbe, he explained why was he so involved in making Balei Tshuva. Because he told the Mittler Rebbe that he had heard from his Rebbe, the Magid of Mizrich, there was a mushal about Tzadikim Balichuva. This mushal is, 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 is printed in Ertera Larava Magid. And in short, the mushal is that there was a, a king that had two sons. One son was a loyal son that always stayed with him. The other son rebelled and he left and he went against, and he hung out with the wrong people and the king wanted to punish him. But uh, in the end, the, 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 after a while, the, the wayward son returns to the king. And the king enjoys it so much more than the, than the son who was with him all the time. Because the son who was with him all the time, it became the norm, it became regular. But the son that had gone away and come back was so much more exciting and so much more precious for the king. So too said the Magi to the Alter Rebbe, the, the Baal is the son who went away and came back. It is so much more enjoyable to the Ebishter. So when the, when the Alter Rebbe heard this muscle from the Magid, it became engraved by him. That you have to go and be Makar of every Yid. For five years he travels from place to place. Some was known about and some was not known about. To awaken and inspire and be Makar and draw closer Yidin to Tero Mitzvahs. In other words, it's interesting because in a lot of the uh, story of the, uh, of the, of the Alter Rebbe, you see a lot of Givarene Chsidim, uh, 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 where, 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 where they, uh, they came from the Misnagdim or from wherever, and they became Chsidim. You don't see so much about the Balei Tshuva that he made. But you see here for five years, the Alter Rebbe went for the goal of making Bali Tshuva. And the Friedrich Rebbe says, Gireis Tuizn Ter Bali Tshuva, many thousands of Bali Tshuva the Alter Rebbe made. After the Gul of Yuteskislev began the Aveda of spreading the wellsprings into the outside world, which actually became possible after the go-ahead, after the green light was given to the Alter Rebbe after Peterburg, 
to affect the outside world in a manner of Yafutsu that the, the wellsprings are spreading out in an incredible expansion and spreading out. Move on. Now the Malmalum this idea they have to go into the Sod and to the Chutza and collect the bundles and bring them back to the Abishter. After it is Kislev, it becomes so much more important and so much more possible. The other thing is that 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 the other the reason why the mitzvah about is that the is to put it by the doorway on the outside. Because the function of the neiris, the purpose of the Hanukkah candles, is to illuminate and to elevate the outside, the darkness. The Rishus which refers to the public domain, a domain that doesn't yet recognize in the Abishter's dominion. Which are also known as the or the mountains of separation, those that are separated from the Abishter. Which is the Aveda of being Mavaya, the Nitsutsis of Gimuklipasatmeis, of the worst Klippas. So just like it is after Yutas Kislev becomes your Futsuman Esachutsu, that we go out into the Chutsu to bring the Mayanis. So to Anchanaka Pesach Vesimachutsu, we go out into the Chutsu and we bring the air of the Menoida. To the outside world to illuminate the world. And through this Aveda of, 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 of tying the bundles, kibbutz and itzutzes and imtzayim bachutzah to collect these sparks that find themselves in the chutzah. By bringing closer the heart of the Yid to our Father in heaven. When you didn't do tshuva right away, this brings the geula. The geula amitis vashleima al yedei Moshiach tzitkenu. Be Cardiff Mamish.